coming up. But this way, it makes you and them have to kind of go out of the comfort zone of wherever they originally wanted to be. And actually, we found that really useful. Hello and welcome to Ebor Talk, the primary education podcast brought to you by Ebor Academy Trust. Today, Joe Sawyer, head teacher at Park Grove Primary Academy in York, talks with Sue Hinchcliffe, Director of Apprenticeships, about how she overcame misgivings about apprentices and how now she'd never be without them. Joe, thank you so much for having us here in your gorgeous school. No worries. As head teacher, and I really want to talk to you today about apprenticeships, and, yeah. and I want to talk to you particularly as a head teacher of a school that's really engaged with us for the past four years yeah. and employed both early as educator and teaching assistant apprentices. Yeah. And, and, and what I really want to talk to you about today, it, to help other employers who've perhaps not um, considered apprenticeships yet, is about those initial concerns that you might have had and the perceived barriers around both apprenticeships and apprenticeship recruitment because I know that you did have them at the beginning. Yeah, Um, I was a little bit worried at first just because I knew that they needed quite a lot of time out of class. Um, I think it was 10, I think it's 10% that they needed. But I soon worked out that actually because apprentices are slightly cheaper at the when you first start off than they would be if they were appointed as TAs. So what I did was I kind of added those extra hours on. So I worked out what I could afford as a TA too and then added the extra on and it worked out about the same and then used that difference for the 10% CPD time, which works out quite well because then if if it works out as hours all did they would naturally then move on to being apprentice tier twos at the end of it, which would mean the cost, there wouldn't be much cost difference. So I think I would always like consider finance as one of the barriers to anything, but actually it didn't turn out to be a barrier. And I think at the time they were paying, um, the government were giving us an incentive to take apprentices. I'm not sure if that's still the case now. It's not still the case now. That was a post-pandemic incentive to right. employers. To... So that, that kind of helped. Yeah. But even without that, financially, it could be done. And then the other thing, obviously, the factors of um, having to have a mentor and how much time that would take from another member of staff's point of view. So, yeah, they were the things that I was kind of thinking at the beginning could be barriers, but we... We got all the uh, over all of those things. From the point of view of other employers, just to point out that it's actually a twenty. It is actually a twenty percent requirement that the government ask for apprentices to to have off the job. But actually, off the job means learning, yeah, acquiring new knowledge, skills, and behaviours. So actually, what we worked out is that actually, if we could free up your apprentices for ten percent of the time, so they had ten percent off the job away from the children outside of class to focus on directed activities, then flexibly across the week, we could deliver another 10%. And we found really good solutions to doing that, didn't we? We did, yeah. So like one of the solutions was that they'd go in different classes. So they, they would have their base class, but as part of their work, they would go into other classes. So that was kind of off the job because it was out of class. But we spread them throughout the school. So we were still getting the benefits of their kind of like teaching assistant role 
but it was for them it counted as the off the job. So the ten percent we we gave specifically for CPD where they were completely out of the classroom altogether and they could go and do paperwork or they could go and do the workshops etc then on top of that they had the other 10% that was used differently within the school so it benefited us and them absolutely and and how you how we could class that as off the job is because actually what they were doing is they were getting access to another phase or stage within the class within the school and they were actually learning about a different, a yeah. different age group, which has been really, yeah, really useful for them, um, especially like moving forward when they finish their apprenticeship, Absolutely. because then they can they've got an idea of where they would like to be, so they're not necessarily going to have to take a job in the year group that they trained in because mm-hmm. they've had they've had experience of probably all year groups within primary by the time they finish their apprenticeship, which means it gives them more choice, gives them more flexibility, and it gives them a better experience base to be able to move forward if whether that's our school or another school if they go for a job somewhere else yeah absolutely I mean I mean you know just kind of apprenticeships aside how many sort of support support staff working as teaching assistants or in early years can actually say that they've worked in every class with every age group within the first year and a half exactly of their jobs. yeah it's very many. different to when you take somebody on as a teaching assistant yeah. it kind of forces you to give them the experience in other classes and it, it just it makes sure that they get so much more training than they would if you took if you took them on as a TA2 for example they would probably just stay in the same class that you'd put them in for at least the first year but this way it makes you and them have to kind of go out of the comfort zone of wherever they originally wanted to be and actually we found that really useful yeah yeah and they have too yeah absolutely they yeah. have too i mean they they have so much more knowledge experience of the whole of the primary age group absolutely um, yeah. at the end of their apprenticeship program as a result of the way that you organize their 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 time mm. in uh, learning yeah definitely what's your experience been of that kind of mentoring role yeah i mean i've been very lucky because i've been able to give that role to both my deputies because i've got i've got two deputies that work in a part-time they do the role of one deputy but they've they've done that so they don't have the teaching commitment that say a class teacher would have so they've been able to really focus on the apprentices and really give them a lot of bespoke time I'm not sure how it would be if it was a class teacher you would have to build in time for that I think Mm -hmm. there is a lot of work that goes with it in that there's a lot of time that is needed to meet with the apprentices go and observe them make sure that they're on track with all the paperwork but really valuable work because it's it's almost like training people to then take a job further on so when we took these apprentices on we did it with the intention and we budgeted for being able to keep them afterwards so for us putting all that work into them was really worthwhile work so although it takes a bit of time if you know that you've then got a job at the end of it it's really worthwhile to you to make sure that you're training them in the way that you would want them to be trained so we call it part grove in them um i don't know whether other people would want to call it that but that's what we we call it so that we know that they kind of know our ways and systems so that when they do take on the job afterwards they're ready and i'll tell you that every apprentice that we've had so far we've we've then given a job to so there's been nobody that at the end of it hasn't had a job with us so every bit of time the mentors spent has been really worthwhile cpd
Brilliant. And that's kind of one of the incentives for apprenticeships because you grow your own talent. Exactly. Yeah. So you've been able to grow and shape the knowledge, the skills mm. and the talent that you want working in your setting. Yeah. And that's one of the benefits of apprenticeships. It really is, yeah. It really is. It really is. So Joe, I mean, I know at the beginning we, you had concerns about the off-the-job hours and how that was going to work. You've talked about the fact that you, you know, because apprenticeship salaries were slightly less than the TA2, you were able to provide them with more hours mm-hmm. so that that counteracted some of the time that they'd need away from the children. Um, and then we talked about giving them time in other areas of school so yeah. to enhance their learning experiences and to support their knowledge and skill development. How would you say or how would you describe the support you had from us as a training provider around those initial concerns and those initial barriers? I think the support's been brilliant from yourself and Emma, who we had when we were doing the early years one. Mm -hmm. Because every barrier that you come across, you're able to give us a solution or talk through what would work for us. So I think you can make it really bespoke to your school. So I'm not sure how you do it in other schools, but I'm assuming that each school's got their own issues or things that they're worried about. But there's been brilliant communication. You're in regularly in the school. The mentors are really well supported, and so are the apprentices. So, you know, there's nothing that I think, or we've had to struggle on by ourselves. We would always be able to get in touch with you and ask for support, and then you would you would come in so I think it's it's been brilliant not only have you been at the end of a firm but you've been in the building so much as well and I think that's really helped so if there's been an apprentice that's maybe been struggling and there has at times because obviously we had COVID and everything through their apprentices training so some of them did did struggle a a little bit and you've put either yourself or Emma came in and really worked one-to-one with individuals who needed that bit extra so there's it's almost impossible to fail in a way because mm-hmm. the support's there so even if somebody was really really struggling you would make sure that you came in and changed things or were flexible with them to make sure that they could get through it even if they were going through difficult times mm-hmm. elsewhere in their lives so yeah I think the support's been amazing and yeah, there's nothing I would change about that. I think it, it's it's great. And so, as somebody who has employed both uh, TA and early as educator apprentices, would you say now, having supported people to complete very successfully programmes, that employing apprentices has benefited your school? A hundred percent, hundred percent. So we had four in the first year that we did it. We had four. Three of them were brand new, so three were appointed as apprentices. So we've also got experience of those that were already working here. So we've had three. We had three that were appointed, and one that was already working here that did the apprenticeship to enhance their learning, um, which was also equally as good. Um, so obviously they're not they're paid at the rate that they're they're currently on. They don't drop to apprentice salary but they get the same training so so each of those four did really really well and then I think it's testament to how well it went that the next year that was able to I appointed two more Mm -hmm. so we've currently got two with us now I would definitely go down that route again if a if a slot came up I would 100% do it because I think like you say they come in with so much training and so much knowledge at the end of the apprenticeship that then that really helps you for when they want to get a job afterwards and it's kind of like instead of going to another provider and doing a doing like a level two teaching assistant course Mm -hmm. and then coming to us 
they're doing that but they're doing it on the job so they're learning about our school and about ebor and about how we work so they're ready to sort of hit the ground running when they finish their apprenticeship mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah i would absolutely recommend it to anyone i think it's been really really valuable to our school Fantastic. Well, that's great to hear, and that's exactly what we, we aim for all schools and for all employers. And do you think there were any added benefits? Do you think, you know, you've seen, as I'm thinking about, have you seen the increased levels of engagement and motivation from apprentices? Yeah, I mean, what's been really good is the they're all so keen to do it. And I don't know whether that's a lot to do with who we appointed and whether we were just lucky to get people like that. Because um, you obviously do the the um, interview process yourself, so you choose them. Mm-hmm. But they've all been really, really keen. And they've they kind of helped each other. I think it really helped that we had more than one in, mm-hmm. in the same school because they could meet together. Mm-hmm. We tried to give them CPD time at the same time so that if they wanted to meet and help each other, they could. And they, as well, like when Ofsted came, they, they interviewed some of our apprentices and they were so like passionate about what they were doing and they were able to really sell it for the school. And I feel like because they've got all that extra training as well, they're really, really engaged. And I think they, that really helped us with Ofsted because mm-hmm. they were able to really sell sell the course but also sell the school. So, yeah, they've, all of them have been really successful. So, like I say, we gave all of them a job. A couple have moved on now to one out into a different location and has got a job as a teaching assistant in another school in Middlesbrough. So that was great for them. And then somebody went on to do more of a specialism in another one of our EBOR schools. So the anyone that's left is left for bigger and better things so you're kind of like training them up to be able to do that and that's what you want for them obviously you'd like to keep them in your own school but if they move to another e-bar school then we're spreading the cpd elsewhere which is obviously benefits the whole academy so yeah i think all of them have been success stories and they're all very enthusiastic and if you were to have this podcast with one of them i'm sure they'd they'd really sell it as well Well, we'd like to we would maybe that's the next maybe that's our next one a podcast with some of our with some of our apprentices well Um, i'll just say sue actually one of them has moved on she's done the apprenticeship and um she was only 18 when she started but she's a real success story and has now moved on to doing the HLTA. So she's now teaching whole classes as part of that course. So, yeah, she's got the bug for, for you know, like learning and furthering a career. And she's doing that now. And we've got a teaching art across the school. So, you know, that's in itself shows that she was she loved the learning so much she wanted to continue, continue. it. And that's good for her, but also brilliant for us. Absolutely. And, th- and that they are the kind of additional benefits of employing apprentices because not only do you get somebody who you can grow and and shape and mould who's got the knowledge and skills that you want in your school but also what you get is somebody who's engaged and motivated but also the benefits for the apprentice are that they've actually got a professional qualification that they can then take on and enables them to have career progression a better Mm. pay progression so they're the kind of the, the benefits are, are sort of fairly limitless, and I say that quite regularly when I'm kind of talking about apprenticeships. But it's it's so true because the employer benefits in all the ways that you've just described, the apprentice benefits because they've got that professional qualification, they've got the confidence and the fact that then they do have mm. the knowledge and skills to do their job well, and often it's a motivator to go on to the next yeah, stage exactly. of their career. And that's what you would want. You would really try and encourage them if you can to move on yeah. to the next step if that's what they want to do. And it shows that they're able to do it because they've got the, it, there's a lot of paperwork. It's not it's not 
just an easy qualification to get they do have to work really hard for it mm. and I think at the end of it knowing that they've achieved that it does then inspire them to maybe want to do that go on to the next step mm. and it, we've we've seen that happen and I think you know that's what we really want to develop people and you know get them ready for whatever next step they want in the careers and you know it's yeah, a real yeah. you get a real buzz from doing that I think yeah you do yeah yeah great and and I do too yeah and 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 so I suppose the ultimately one of the main reasons why we created these opportunities for for people and became an apprenticeship training providers because we want to change outcomes and the quality of provision and the outcomes for children do you feel that having apprentices in your school has had an impact on the children do you think the children benefit too yeah I really do because a lot of the tasks so they kind of have to do a task every week and a lot of the tasks are focused on specific things that they've got to do with children Mm -hmm. so actually not only have the children benefited from being part of those tasks but the apprentices have brought ideas to the classroom from their training that they then shared with teachers that we've then continued to use Mm -hmm. so they'll maybe do a task with a small group but then if it's been really successful they'll then share that idea and then we've found that other people are using it too so it's definitely had an impact is there anything else that you think an employer who was still a little bit hesitant or still a bit reluctant should know that we've perhaps not said already i think just to just really think about like the time that the hours that you've got available and whether because obviously with an apprentice you've got to have 25 hours minimum so if you're thinking well actually I can only afford 19 hours of a TA then think about the fact that could you actually work out your finances to to actually work out if there is much difference between being able to offer the 25 for kind of the same price that you would be thinking of the for the 19 so I think that's the barrier that people have got thinking I can't really afford 25 hours but I think you would be surprised that maybe you can and then I'd be happy to talk to anyone that wanted any sort of like advice from my side you know just as a as an employer kind of view anyone could ring me and ask me about it but yeah I think I I would definitely say if you you, if you're on the cusp and thinking should I shouldn't I I would definitely give it a go because even if you just have one apprentice and see them through just to test the waters and see how it goes for you I think I think you'd be so pleasantly surprised that you would then think for next time yeah we'll definitely launch in but I would say if you can have two at the same time that's even better because like I said they bounce ideas off each other and you can put them together for CPD and I think that's really really helped with ours because they've always had somebody to talk to that's a colleague Lovely. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you for no giving us some, some time. You know, I know it's always um, a demanding role, so thank you ever so much. Thanks very much. My pleasure. There's more information about apprenticeships with Ebor on our website, www.ebor.academy.